Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me here at the Corner Cafe. My name is Joshua Benda and we're going to have an amazing episode for you. Sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and let's get started at the Corner Cafe. And welcome back to another episode of the Corner Cafe. I'm your host, Joshua Benda. I first want to say I am so sorry. I haven't done one since like December and that is on me because I have just been massively busy with trying to find jobs and now I have a job, so trying to keep it work. It's a whole story. That's another podcast. But today I have a very, very, very special guest with me. I've known her. Oh boy. Like, I don't even know how long I've known you, but like we've known each other for a long time. And so I'm going to let her introduce herself. So go ahead and give us your name and where you're currently located at. Okay. My name is Melinda Vaughn, and I'm currently located in Fort Thompson, South Dakota. Woohoo! How is it in South Dakota these days? Um, you know, it's the sun is out today, so it's it's beautiful. <laughs> that that always helps. That is a nice thing to have. Yeah, for so, sure. So let's just do a little bit of background for people who probably don't know you. Um, yeah. See, we met in Marshalltown, right? Oh, so yeah. you came to Marshalltown when? It would have been 2003. 2000, what? What? 2003? Isn't that crazy? Holy crap. Yeah. That doesn't seem that long ago. <laughs> but it was. It was a very long time ago, yes. It was a very long time and ago. And so I know, so a little background for me, I know Melinda because her dad graciously took me under his wing and... <laughs> basically attempted to mold me into him. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I am, we were in drama class together. We did Unchained. Oh, yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. I got to know you through that and um, just knowing your family and how amazing your family is. And um, so I want to hear a little bit about your family because you're married. You got married in... 2014. 2014, yes. So you have two kids, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. What are their names again? Yep. I have a little boy named Evan. He's five. And a little girl named Anna, who's three. That is amazing. Yeah. I lucked out and got super cool kids. So that's good. That's good. Having super cool kids is a good thing to have. Um, And so a little bit, um, I want to talk a little bit about, I know for a while you were working in at a, it wasn't a a camp, was it? You were going to camp or? Well, Diamond Willow. Diamond Willow. Tell us about Diamond Willow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my technical position at Diamond Willow is camp coordinator, Mm -hmm. but we just do camps in the summer. We're a year round nonprofit. We are on a Native American reservation Mm. in South Dakota, Crow Creek reservation that, um, we live on the reservation and we work on the reservation. It's a church. It's also a nonprofit. Like, uh, my husband's the head of a youth center in the middle of town. Um, yeah, we have a myriad of things we're a part of, but, um, but yeah, technically I work overseeing the camp, but I, we do all sorts of stuff too. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, how'd you get involved with that? I mean, that's a big, that's a big jump from Marshalltown to there. (laughs) Right. So Marshalltown is in Iowa, which we both know. And when I was in high school, I wanted to go on like a cross culture mission trip. 
And I found ones online that were in like South America and Brazil and had no attachment to them, just thought they sounded cool. And so my mom was trying to find a cross-culture situation that was a little closer, a little less expensive, and legitimately found Diamond Willow on a Google search. Wow. And slid into the, well, they weren't DMs back then. She emailed my now father-in-law and said, my daughter's interested in a mission trip. Do you guys do any sort of thing like that? So... Your current father-in-law was the head of yeah this wow. ministry. You lucked out. <laughs> yeah, my mom technically found my future husband online. If you kind of skip a lot of details in the middle, Makes but sense. yeah, I just came out on a trip and I loved it. I really there's something about the culture here and the people that started this ministry. I just really connected with and kept up and visited a lot. Interned some. Ended up marrying the founder's oldest son. So now we live here as well. And we're part of the ministry. Nice. And I'm assuming, you know, you're part of the ministry. Your kids are part of the ministry. Um, (laughs) How has it been with them being part of this? Like, how is them coming into this camp and working? In life. Yeah. It's it's definitely a unique life. They, like, my son goes to Head Start um, in Fort Thompson. Um. All the other kids in his class are Native American, and he's, you know, the one little white boy, but it's the only life they know, and so they think they, that everyone else has this experience, too. So I'm sure, I'm sure there's interesting conversations to come as they grow up, just trying to process all of it, but, but we really love it. We love the diversity of it and the culture that we get to learn and be a part of, and yeah, through opportunities with that, too, so... That yeah. is a, that's amazing. And I'm, you know, not everybody has a chance to do that. Yeah. And so for when sure. you're given a chance to speak, not only in the kid's life, but I mean, that's, I mean, I, I, we have, you know, we have a reservation here in, in Toledo area. Oh yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I feel bad. Cause like, you know, we never, we don't really know a lot of people like yeah. that. And so the fact that you're able to speak into their lives is just, you know, phenomenal. And I'm sure they love you. And, you know, they are probably so blessed to have you in their life. Yeah. I mean, I've, when I first came here, I was 17 and now I'm 30. So a lot of the adults in the community, you know, I've known for almost half my life now. Yeah. And they've got to see me grow up, be at my wedding, see my kids when they're babies and see them grow up. So it's just, it's living life with everyone and. I mean, that's just my favorite thing. I've always been that type of like relational person. So it's a really good fit. No, you can be a relationship person. Wow. <laughs> I would never would have guessed that. And for those who don't know Melinda, if you do know Melinda, her saying that was just like, oh, common sense. Like, yes. <laughs> so now that we kind of get a little background about you, I want to go yeah. into the story. The story. The story. So I'm going to let you kind of just talk about, you know, because um obviously cancer right yeah yeah it's a big thing yeah it's a very big thing that we didn't see coming yes and so I kind of want to hear your story about like you know finding out kind of what you were thinking and or what you were feeling at least and kind of what your journey's been on trying to juggle um you know fighting this while also having kids at home and being I know you're at times you were living with your mom and dad right or brother, um, living your brother right, because yeah. you're close to the hospital so that yeah. dynamic so just kind of 
tell us your story. Just Okay. I'm going to grab a cup of tea. Okay. Sit this. down. Yes. No, this is fun because I don't even know what you know. So it's just kind I of like nothing. catching up with you, which is yes. cool. Um, yeah, it goes back to the end of 2019. I noticed I had, it just felt like a tiny little, kind of like a rock, but not as hard mm. under, under my armpit. And I was more just like, oh, wow, this is cool. Cause this could be like a fun, like. Fun fact, you know, when you're at group settings, they're like, yeah. let's go around the room and say a fun fact about yourself. Like, I'm like oh, I have a pebble under my skin, apparently. <laughs> and um, I had, uh, you know, as girls, we have like a yearly, or we're supposed to have a yearly appointment with our doctor. And they always ask at those, you know, have you noticed any lumps or whatever? Um, thinking breast cancer. And so I was a little nervous about that appointment coming up. And so at the beginning of January, I had that annual appointment. And so I told them, like, I do have this little lump here under my armpit. And the doctor walked through, like, well, we're usually nervous about lumps if it's this, this, and this, which I don't even remember what those were. But the point was that I didn't have any of those things they were worried about. So she was really nonchalant about it. She said, you know, if it grows or it's starting to cause you pain, just go to your normal doctor and they'll cut it off you or cut it out of you. And well, that was January, 2020. So it was just a couple months before the whole world was like, <laughs> yeah, before the whole world, not worried about pebbles in our armpits at all, yes. you know? And over the course of that spring and summer, um, my husband and I were noticing it was getting bigger. So we just made a mental note, like, okay, let, let's get it removed. And so October 28th, 2020, it was my half birthday. And so I'll always remember the date, went into my doctor and she was not nervous about it whatsoever. She just likes cutting things out of people. So she took me to the back room, popped tried to pop it out. She was a little surprised because it felt like a ball. But once she got in there, it was like a ball with a tail. So she kind of had to dig it out. And she said, I think I missed, I think there was still some remaining mass, but we got most of it. She sewed me up just a couple stitches. I have a picture of it. It's just a little ball with a tail. It looked like an alien. And I, I left that day. She said, we have to send all stuff like that to pathology. So you'll get a call in a week. And like, have a good one. And I left not a single thought or worry. And a week went by and they hadn't gotten the results back yet. A month went by and they hadn't gotten the results back yet. And they mentioned that they had to send the test to Mayo, but they they made it sound and maybe it was at that point because of COVID, uh, South Dakota doesn't have a lot of big towns. So they sent it to Sioux Falls and Sioux Falls sent it to Mayo and they're like, it might be because it's something serious, but it also could be because they're just really busy with COVID. So I assumed it was the latter. And so it was five weeks before we got the call saying, you need to come back. Your test was abnormal. And it was to, to explain how like naive, unsuspecting I was. I asked them, can I come back next week? Cause I have an appointment to get my oil changed tomorrow. So, <laughs> and she's like, the doctor wants to see you, you know? Cause I, she knew, but she couldn't tell me over the phone anyway. So, um, I ended up calling back and asking them if I should bring in my husband with me and the nurse's voice like started quivering. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
what is going on? She's like, you, it would be a good idea for him to come in, you know, for support. That's, I'm like, that's always assuring, you know. Like, <laughs> that's not a good oh. sign. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a Friday, December 4th, I think. Um, we went in and the doctor that took it out came in and she's just like, so it's cancer and it, yeah. Um, absolutely surreal moment to say the least. And, and then she explained that, um, I needed to have surgery. And that was the only thing that she could tell me for sure, because A, she didn't get it all. So she knew she needed to go, well, not her, but someone needed to go back in and get the rest of it. But they also needed to get the tissue that was surrounding that tumor because that could have cancer in it as well. And ended up getting a CT that scanned that day too, because at that point we knew nothing. For all we knew, I could have had tumors all over me um, because the first one wasn't causing pain. So they did a CT scan and gave me an appointment to see a surgeon. And then we left. <laughs> and so I kind of, I kind of, that kinda was wanna, the start of it. Yeah. I kind of want to stop there. And just so yeah. what were, I mean, what were you feeling? I mean, cause obviously, you know, this, this is right before, if I remember right, right before COVID, right? No, it was. Was it during COVID? This was all really recently. This was just this last December. Okay. So, okay. So that's another dynamic to this. So add, you know, the can you know, the cancer finding out, adding COVID, adding Mm -hmm. all this just sudden shift in the world. What were you thinking? Like, just tell us about that. What were you just trying to process through? That's honestly one of the most fascinating parts of it to me. Like being a person that works at an, at-risk community, mm-hmm. um, I, I see people in traumatic situations, and now I realize, uh, you know, whether that's death in the family or sickness mm-hmm. or whatever, um, I realize when you get news like that, um, your brain goes into a mode that's not your normal everyday mode or processing. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember... Um, Within an hour of that appointment, we were calling people and my father-in-law texted us, my husband and I saying, when your appointment next week with the surgeon, uh, we'll watch the kids so you guys can go together. And it, it hit me. I was like, I didn't, I, I, I forgot we would have had to make plans for the kids, which, which sounds really silly, but like as a mom, like I don't even go to the store without thinking like, all right, am I going to take the kids? Do you have the kids? Who has the kids? And it hit me. I was like, I'm not thinking straight at all. Um, I didn't cry until the next morning. And the reason why I cried was because it hit me. We have to change all of our plans for Christmas. (laughs) Like it wasn't, it wasn't this logical um, order of thoughts. It was just like a bomb went off in my brain. And like my personality was everything was like frozen (laughs) for a little while there. Um, and of course fear because Mm -hmm. the doctor did not, they, they had answers for me in regards to what the biopsy said, but the doctor said, I'm going to be honest, like I'm this family doctor. I'm not an oncologist. I I can't tell you anything about spindle cell sarcoma. Mm -hmm. Um, but you will be seeing an oncologist in a couple weeks. (laughs) So I'm, 
they always tell you not to Google, but of course you're going to Google and you're going to check the hashtags and like, and they couldn't tell me, they couldn't say, oh, but don't worry. You're only stage one or like I said, for all we knew we had, I had tumors all over my body at that point. Um, so yeah. So I guess kind of what, you know, a, a lot of my podcasts, you know, I don't know if you listened to any of them beforehand. But a lot of them kind of, I, you know, we hear the story and then we kind of ask, you know, a big question. And what kept, what, not has kept, but what is keeping you going? Like, you know, a lot of people would just, you know, give up, especially with your cancer, COVID. I mean, a lot of people just give yeah. up completely on that. And so what has been your, like, just your inspiration and your just the thing that you cling to and go, you know what, everything's going on right now but I'm still holding on to this nugget, this, this truth almost that life is going to be whatever, you know, so right. give us a yeah. little of that. Um, I think eventually, I mean, not right away, but eventually what our mantra became through it, um, through it all was just to be okay. Mm-hmm. And of course it stands for something. Um, uh, o being obsessively grateful Mm. and k being knowing our priorities Mm. and but it also like to be honest also stands for okay like the new year rang in and i had just had surgery removing the rest of this tissue and we didn't know our plans for treatment and you know all these other you know moms are saying my word of the year is you know brilliance and radiation and like and I'm like my word of the year is okay like (laughs) we're gonna try to make it out of this alive like literally and honestly being okay with just being okay Mm. um I'm not okay sometimes but yeah striving to like we'll be okay maybe not today but we will be okay um so that obsessively grateful because there's I mean even in the midst of cancer there was so many things to be grateful that we even had it removed that we even that it was in a part of my body that I I could tell it was there when it was this big mm. and not this big um, or spreading to other, yeah. or sorry, I, it's a podcast. It was like an inch and a half mm. instead of six inches. Um, it was on my side and not, you know, in an internal organ that I wouldn't know until there was pain. Yeah. Uh, and then honestly knowing priorities, like um, we had to go into strict quarantine because I was having medical procedures and short amount of time and yeah so how's how's that been i mean obviously you know like how's that has has that changed obviously that's changed your job with diamond willow yeah yeah we we had to cancel our camps Mm -hmm. as they were originally designed for this summer because i couldn't i I couldn't do the preparation that was needed Mm -hmm. um and i also have a follow-up appointment in in the middle of the summer um and and we we had to just, you know, cancel anything that was in our home outside of family stuff. And our our bar just went really low there for a while. Just like, it's all right if we just do the bare minimum, you know, work-wise and socializing-wise or whatever. Like, we're – usually you hear survival mode is like, oh, I'm not doing very well. I'm just in survival mode. But for us, survival mode was actually – that, that was hope. Like, we're going to survive this. Like, we're in survival mode. We're going to fight this cancer and we're going to um, be healthy again. Yeah. So. How's your um, how's your kids handling this? Like, I guess, you know, 
what what do your kids know? What you know? How how are you approaching this? Everything, especially you know. Yeah. Don't even add COVID on that. Just the fact that you're going through all these surgeries and you had to leave for a while. Tell us about that. Yeah, we um our parenting style um not only with our kids but also at the youth center. My husband's a director of like we we're very um we think it's really important for kids to like be aware of what's going on and of course age level appropriate. Um, but we, we sought out some resources, books that are at kids levels of explaining cancer. And, um, one in particular, my son really likes, and, um, I ended up doing uh, radiation treatment and this book even, you know, had little pictures of, of a mom going through radiation treatment and having a burn. And so she was, he was able to, to ask me over FaceTime while I was gone, you know, do you have your burn yet? Like, what color is it? Do you want to see it? And um, it's 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 a little scarier, to be honest with them, because, you know, when I came back from treatment, his question was, are you going to have to leave again? Or is this cancer going to come back? And it would be so much easier just to be like, don't worry. Like, mom's never going to leave again. Cancer's not going to come back. But, like, we don't know. Oh, oh we lost... We lost you. And we can to have it not come back. Sorry that we lost you for a little bit. Can you repeat that last oh. part? Yeah. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. Yeah. Just to be honest with him and say, we don't know if it's going to come back, mm-hmm. but we did everything we could so it wouldn't come back. Yeah. And I'm just glad I'm here with you now. Um, so yeah, we've been as honest as possible for what their brains can understand, of course. Yeah. So as you kind of wrap up, I wanted to hear a little bit about, you know, moving forward. What's the next steps in your journey? Um, I have follow-up appointments, which will be an MRI scan and a CT scan every three months for a couple of years. And then it, it slowly becomes more and more uh, distant apart. Yeah. I'm going to have to do follow-up. Yeah. So, so I guess, so I want you to just give a little, so I usually ask everybody to give a little bit of just a final a final word of encouragement to people listening who may be going through something like this or may know someone going through like this. What would you say to someone who's experiencing this or may just feel like life isn't okay? What would you, what would you say to them? Man, that is, that is so hard because there's, there's so many different things that a lot of people are going through right now, especially with the pandemic and um, a lot of, a lot of crises are going on health or otherwise, but maybe, I, I would, maybe, maybe narrow it down to a mom, someone in your a position. Mom? Yeah. You know, from okay. one mom to another, yeah. what would you say? I mean, I would, I would really, it kind of goes back to that. Okay. Thing mm-hmm. that moms are known for having crazy expectations, mm-hmm. you know, Pinterest or comparison over Instagram and that, I mean, I'm a person of faith, like believing that, you know, God is in control and that God has you be the mom of your kids, place in the family you are, and then handed allowing this you know situation to enter your life because he can bring purpose out of it. Um, you know, God, God's not just like throwing Frisbees of cancer or, you know, all these other issues, you know, through people's windows just for fun. Like yeah. there's, he doesn't waste pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't mean it's not hard. It doesn't mean that there's days that you want it to all to go away, but that there is lessons in that and strength in that. Mm. And 
I can honestly say I have a bond with with my family that like we couldn't have gotten through days and weeks of just like a happy unicorn rainbows life. Yeah. The hardest days are sometimes the sweetest days in retrospect, you know? Mm. I love that. Well, I just want to say before we wrap up, thank you so much for being willing and able to come on, share a little bit of your story. I know your story isn't done, but you yeah. know, just to hear that, you know, and especially for me, because I felt like such a bad friend. I had no idea what was going on. My mother had to tell me, I'm like, oh my gosh, what the heck? That's why I yeah. messaged you. I'm like, what you, What in the world? So <laughs> thank you for telling me that. It was a good therapy for me to go, okay, this is kind of what's happened. This is everything mm-hmm. going on. And so to wrap up, I always ask everybody a really weird question, just because everyone's, you know, there's always fun yeah. to find weird things out people. So your random question of the day, Melinda, is, drum roll please. Yeah. If someone narrated your life, who would it be and why? Oh my goodness. If someone narrated my life, it, oh man, it would have to be someone with a really cool accent. Mm. I love accents. <gasps> do you, someone from, do you ever watch Great British Bake Off? Yes. Someone from Great British Bake Off. <laughs> They're always talking like I could listen to them talk about paint dry and it just sounds so like <laughs> entertaining and happy. I would love that. Yes. I want a great British bake off host to narrate my life. Yes. When we when we write your story, we're gonna have someone come in and do the audiobook. Yes. Yeah, that's so, that's no big deal. Yes. Just call your people, Josh. Yeah, my people in my <laughs> studio. <laughs> Yeah, it's my bedroom. Your mom? <laughs> yeah, my mom. Hi, mom. Okay, well, with that, Melinda, thank you so much. I yeah. look forward to keeping up with you. Um, if anybody is w- looking, wanting to maybe donate some funds, or are you doing like a GoFundMe? Are you doing a um, anything to help kind of you guys out, anything like that? Oh, not, not really. I mean, if anyone does want to reach out, I on Instagram and Facebook, whatever. My name is Melinda Vaughn, but I go by Cricket um, here on the reservation. So I believe I'm the only Melinda Cricket Vaughn <laughs> in the world. So it's not too hard to find me. Cricket, just like the bug. And Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-N. Gotcha. All right. Well, with that, guys, I just want to wrap up this podcast and saying thank you again. And um, until next time, have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, Joshy. Ooh.